Can I get y'all anything else? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. I hope you save room for dessert. I'm almost full. Almost. Who doesn't love dessert? You have earned this. Breakfast. Homemade pecan pie. I love Whatever it. happened to angel food cake? Any type of rhubarb pie. Rhubarb strawberry. Rhubarb peach. That's sour and sweet together. It's hard to beat. Who saved room for dessert? It's dessert breakfast. I'll get that right to you. I don't know how, how you feel about this. You go to a pawn shop, and it's like, it's got this giant Godzilla in the window. It's got this giant Yoda in the window, and uh, something. Who pawns Yoda? I don't know. Who would pawn But it's yeah. a Yoda, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to yeah. say it's like almost three feet tall, yeah. and I don't know if it was a prop from something. But then I go inside, I was like, how much is this and this and this? And he goes, oh, those three things aren't for sale. And I was like, well, that's the only reason I came in. I missed <laughs> You get people in, they're like, here's what you can't have. I went to um, porn stores. You know that show? The, is that in Vegas? or P-A-W-N, Porn yeah. Stars, in Vegas, yeah. yes. And I love that show. I would watch it. It's a fun show. Yeah. yeah. And one time we went to Vegas, and I brought with me some military things that my uncle had left to me from the American Army, amazingly. Uh, I brought some military stuff because I wanted to go in and see what I can do at their shop. And the grandfather was there. Okay. And he had been in the military. Yeah. So, and if you watch the show, you would see that when people were coming with military things, he would be the expert. Right. And they told me, okay, you stand here. They weren't filming or anything. They told me, you stay here. We're going to bring it over to the old man, they called him, whatever, okay. yeah. the grandfather. And it wasn't far enough that I couldn't hear what he said. He went through the box that I was going, and he goes, I don't want this crap. <laughs> And it was almost like, oh, you've been talking to Bob Newhart again, right? Is that what it is? <laughs> you yeah. and Newhart compared notes. Yeah, he goes, I don't want this crap. But when he did that, was very nice. Is He gave me the uh, name and address of another pawn shop in town that was more likely to... Uh, he said, hey, go to this place. They like crap. They like crap. <laughs> and they hate me. So I hate them. Tell them I said hi. Bobcheck, do you collect yeah. a lot of albums? Yes, I do. Comedy, music. Yeah. What's what's the album you have that you're most proud of? Well, I have close to 6,000 albums. Jeez. And they're in two, most of them are in two segments. I have an entire wall of comedy, okay. an entire shelf after shelf of Beatles. In recent years, I've, instead of keeping up with current and future people in comedy, I've been going backwards and learning about comedy from the turn of the 20th century. Vaudeville people. This is before radio. Right. You know, uh, a lot of Yiddish theater uh, where the, their their routines are like right out of the Catskills, you know. Yeah. Uh, English, and then suddenly it's all Yiddish. And then, you know, the setup might be in English, but the punchline is Yiddish. Interesting. Whatever it might be. So... I think right now I get a lot of satisfaction when I'm able to find those kind of recordings yeah. that I don't have, but I'm learning about the people. Uh, whether or not I find the material funny, a lot of it obviously doesn't stand up. Right. But I love learning about the uh, the artists okay. behind it. So there's not a, a, a huge market for that kind of stuff, but there is for me. Yeah. I, I like finding it. So I know you you're not really into the, like what is the what is the best album of whoever you know and stuff like that. But I will say phrase it in another way. If you have to, if you're going on vacation on an island Ooh. and a turntable and you can only bring one Beatles album, because what island 
Would you not bring a Tennessee uh, Angel? It's called One One Album Island. It's one very album specific. I, like I remember that show. <laughs> Didn't last very long. Yeah. Early MTV. Premise one, was flimsy, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everybody kept doing the same album, you know. By the DeFranco family. Why they would bring that album, I have no idea. You know, heartbeat and a love beat. Yeah, but after that, when, what happened to them after that? Yeah, I guess if you could bring one Beatles album and one comedy album, what are the two? What are those albums? Well, one would be a Woody Allen album. I yeah. still now, if I have to, if I'm going to write something and I need to be put in uh, a certain mood, you know, to try to think of a joke or yeah. whatever, a premise. I'll, I still listen to that. Right. As far as Beatles, if I had to limit it, I like the early stuff. You know, in America, Meet the Beatles, the second album, I like. Yeah. So, and maybe Through Hard Day's Night. I like all of their stuff. It is really interesting, and I'm sure you, you maybe feel the same way, to listen to their albums and then just hear kind of how they slowly change. I think that's interesting. Well, see, I got into it. Like I'm doing 78s now. I got into it retroactively. Yeah. I didn't really start becoming obsessed until after they broke up. Uh, I mean, Let It Be came out in 1970. The movie came out in 70. And that was around the time I started catching up on what they had done. You know, I was around when they were around, but I wasn't really in that world. We didn't listen to a lot of music. I think it's a smart thing. At least this is what I'm thinking in my head. It's a smart thing to become obsessed with a band after they're not together anymore because you know this is all that I have to be obsessed with. What if you've done the same thing with the Rolling Stones and then they're still putting out an album like <laughs> the next 40 years? You're like, enough with the albums now. <laughs> yeah. When we saw the Stones, they did a concert out in the desert. A few years ago, they had uh, three nights of shows. The Stones, McCartney, Dylan, The Who, uh, Neil Young... Oh, I remember that. I don't remember what that was called, but I remember that that happened. It was... like Not Coachella, but it was... It was something like yeah. that, yeah. And the nickname was Old Fest. Right, Old Fest, yeah. Yeah. And we went. All three, we were there for all three nights. And Jagger came out, and he referred to it as a uh, See Them Before They Croak tour. <laughs> and now years later, and they're going to be in L.A. Uh, in the, sometime soon. I just saw... An ad for him. I saw him at the Rose Bowl a couple years ago. I saw McCartney at the Dodger Stadium. And I was just watching an old SNL with Mick Jagger. And I don't remember how old this is, but it was really funny. The one where they go to a karaoke bar. It was actually, this was actually Mick Jagger is playing, just playing one of their co-workers at work. Oh, okay. And this guy is coming up and... Uh, doing Mick Jagger? They're, they're, they're all going up and singing like Jagger. They're all doing Mick Jagger and singing songs. And they're like... The ladies are all just swooning. He's spot on. He's got the moves like Jagger for sure. And he's like, yeah. are you sure? He says, I don't think he really captures him. <laughs> you know? And then they're like, no, he's exactly like Mick Jagger. <laughs> Pretty funny. Because then you got, yeah. I think you had like guys like Bobby Moynihan doing. Uh... <laughs> oh, okay. Now, I remember the first time they were on, there was a, a sketch with uh, Jimmy Fallon doing Mick Jagger. Yeah. Looking in the mirror in the dressing room. And on the other side of the mirror was. Mick Jagger. Yeah. And it's just like he was doing his impression to Mick. Right. As Mick. That's funny. Fallon's a great impressionist, man. If you ever watch his, uh, they, sometimes you can go and see those uh, SNL auditions like years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His is, my, I think, my favorite one that I've seen. 
So getting back to the Beatles and yeah. collecting some albums, okay. uh, do you own? I'm sure you own all of the Beatles albums. The I have all the American stuff. Every time I meet anybody, and for years at school, this mm-hmm. would be the case. If somebody said over break or on vacation, they were going someplace out of country, and you know, a friend went to Israel. I go Israeli Beatles albums. Just keep it in mind if you happen to come across. And do they have? Do they have? Do they exist? They do. It's the same music. But they were pressed in that country. I have, if I have Mexico, I have uh, somebody has gotten me some from Peru. I might have one or two Israeli. I've got them. Same music. Yeah. But the covers are different in one way or another. The labels are different. So I've gone international. You know, I, I love collecting that stuff. I've got bootlegs, outtakes. Do you have one of the Beatles that you prefer as the lead singer, like in general? I find I like the McCartney stuff mostly. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it just so happens that way. Yeah. You know, my favorite song is actually a Lennon one, which would be Hard Day's Night. Yeah. That was a Lennon song. But I think overall, the ones I would listen to mostly would be McCartney stuff. That Hard Day's Night is a great song. Does that have a cowbell in it? Or what is that? I don't think it's, I, I don't remember a cowbell. Because I think there is in the, in the course of, when I'm home, dun, dun, dun. I think there's a cowbell in there. I need to listen to yeah. it again. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's something else. But I, I think that's one of the things I enjoy about that song is like, right? I think it's still an SNL mode with the cowbell. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, that's possible. It's yeah. very possible. I'm a big George Harrison guy. Like his solo stuff too. I, You know, I don't really understand the like, they're all great. I don't know if there's an, I don't know if I know another band. And maybe you can think of one that has like four guys that were as good of solo stuff as them. Even Ringo. Maybe the Eagles? Maybe? I don't know. Well, the Eagles had two main songwriters. Yeah. yeah. But they had, uh, who's the one guy? The, the other guy that goes up in the falsetto. Uh, I don't even know his name, but he's really good. Oh, well, he left the man. The one who, okay. And uh, then you've got F- Felder. I, I don't know if he sings a lot of the Don Felder. He doesn't sing a lot of the solo not, stuff. No, me. usually it was Glenn Fry or... Uh, or Don Henley. Don Henley. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac, maybe, but I don't know if they all... Not anymore. Were they, were they at that old fest, Fleetwood Mac? No. I thought they were. No? No. You ever seen them? Are you a fan of them? I saw Hollywood Mac when I first moved out here. Yeah. Uh, in their heyday. they I remember when their albums, you couldn't get them off the radio. They were everywhere. Yeah. You know, I have to admit, I wasn't a great fan. Yeah. But now it's like, now there's a time and a place. I remember being in college when all that music came out. So it has a, a place in my memory. Yeah. 